Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Had some uh, internet issues the last couple of days, so just getting caught up on some stuff now. This is going to be a look at Monday Night Raw um, as we are on the road to WrestleMania, so I want to be recapping as much of these as possible. My dog is here, ready for um, ready for the show. You guys can let me know that you're here by liking this video, subscribing to the channel. If you are listening in podcast form, uh, you can subscribe as well um, and leave a review. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, and you can email this show, Diary at yahoo.com. Um, a lot coming up this week as we are on the, the road to WrestleMania. Going to be looking at a, a few different things uh, in the world of professional wrestling. Going to do a lot on the Super Bowl. Uh, we have a Super Bowl preview coming out tonight at some point as well. And want to be doing a little bit more on the Calgary Flames. And like I said, I have some uh, fun... Not huge, I'm not going to Tony Khan this thing, but fun announcements coming up in that world in the next little bit. So, uh, a lot going on on the podcast right now, but today, the focus is on professional wrestling. All right, Monday Night Raw, um, off of a very, I would say, controversial for TV purposes, um, SmackDown. Obviously, there's been a lot of controversy around the WWE as of late, um, but the, the big story from or going into this one is would we get an explanation from Cody Rhodes after his decision to uh, seemingly pass off his Royal Rumble uh, given right of main eventing WrestleMania to The Rock, a decision that has been thoroughly disagreed with on social media by wrestling fans, uh, whether it be by way of uh, disliking the video. It's the most disliked video in the history of WWE's YouTube channel. When the segment was played at a house show in Knoxville, they booed it aggressively. Um, and there were chants tonight of Rocky sucks and we want Cody. And we want Cody. The hashtag was trending on X for uh, days and days and days after. So there has been a, a lot going on around this story. And then whistle there um and then going into the show is okay well are they going to address it and the short answer is no and that was really frustrating that this is the biggest thing that is going on in this company right now from a storyline standpoint obviously bigger things happening but from a on-screen standpoint and from just a pro wrestling standpoint this is the biggest thing that they got going on so the fact that it wasn't addressed was really frustrating. And this felt like a, we're killing time until, um, we have, oh, now my cat's in here. Um, we are killing time until we have, uh, the press conference and until we have SmackDown where we can make a, a few of these announcements. Like it, it felt like we have two events worth of promos and three events to do. So let's try to, to get out of this one. But I, I don't think you can be doing that. And it's it's very frustrating that that's the, the way that they have chose to, or that that's the way that they chose to address this. It just, it made this show feel very much like an afterthought. And that was quite frustrating. Um, it, it just, it really did feel like a, a killing time episode. Now, I will say one of the things that came from this segment, um, and if you watched it, Seth Rollins asked Cody why, and Cody was basically going to build into it, and then Drew McIntyre came out. And that's where this thing really started to, to build up some speed, uh, some steam for me, was Drew McIntyre in this segment felt like a star. And it feels like he has been leveling up a little bit. Um, he has always been very good. And since he came back, 
to WWE this go around, he has been spectacular. And I have been a huge fan of him. And he he looks like a main eventer. He talks like a main eventer. He wrestles like a main eventer. Feels like a main eventer to me. Um, the thing that is frustrating with all of it is how like how how does he fit into it all now, right? And so that that I, I say frustrating. It's kind of interesting too to see like okay, where does this guy? factor in where, where does this uh performer factor into to this whole scenario so that is a part that is really intriguing for me but it, it certainly makes him feel like a main event talent when he is coming out here and he is i, I think delivering with the opportunities that he has been given uh, one of the big matches on the show was a fatal four-way match to determine the raw portion of the number one contenders for the undisputed tag team titles with uh diy coming out victorious over imperium and New Day, uh, along with the Creed Brothers. This was a pay-per-view level match. This was so much fun. And these two teams, I thought, absolutely tore the house down in this particular match. And you knew they would. And look, I, I've been critical of DIY. I made them my worst tag team of 2024 just because I had higher hope or 2023, sorry, just because I had higher hopes for Champa and it felt like this was kind of holding them back a little bit. And then you hear the crowd reactions and they're just not getting behind them. But in ring, those guys are phenomenal. Um, and they're, they're, they're bringing me back in on this. They're, they're definitely bringing me back in on what this storyline or what this team could be. And I, I think a match with them and, um, this version of British Strong Style with Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate is going to be a hell of a match. And if they get a chance at the titles, I mean, they're probably going to lose, but it, it's going to be a, a fun match. But I think all four of these teams come out of it feeling very important on the Raw side. And it does seem like they're starting to build up each individual tag team. And so I wonder if we get a splitting of the belts now of um, Raw Tag Team Champions and SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I do think having the undisputed tag team titles does let you have different acts on different shows. But I think we're far enough into this brand split now where it does feel like, um, like Judgment Day feels like a Raw act. And when it was the the Usos who had it, they they felt like a SmackDown act coming over, right? So, I, I I, I like the idea of splitting them up. Um, and, and I think Raw certainly could absolutely handle that, given the, the focus that they've put on the tag team division. Uh, DIY being a big part of that. The Creeds feel like superstars too, right? Like they've we've talked about them quite a bit on on this particular podcast. They feel like they are the real, the genuine article there. Um. What else comes from this one? Um, the, the New Day and Imperium rivalry is starting to kind of heat up a little bit. And it does feel like the the New Day is getting the wrong end of the numbers game a lot. And I I caution this because obviously that we, we don't know and we don't want to rush anything. And if Big E never wrestles again, then Big E never wrestles again. But if, if he is healthy, doesn't it feel like they're setting him up to come in? Like, the, it's just the New Day is constantly getting beat down. Constantly getting beat down. Yeah, like, Jey Uso teaming with them is fun. It's neat. I, I feel like a little bit more could be done with, hey, th these were, like, the, the Usos in the New Day kind of defined the tag team division for, like, a decade. Um, and now we're just cool? Like, okay. But it does feel like, like Jey Uso is just kind of a placeholder. And man, if Big E could, if, if he could... God, that would be huge. And God, that would be amazing. I'm not predicting anything. Very much not reporting anything. Just 
a, a guy observing, and there, there's been a whole lot of times where it's been three on two, and you would love for Big E's music to hit and, and for him to come out. But we would just love that anyway, because he is a, a tremendous performer, and the, the wrestling world is better with Big E in it. Uh, the Braun Breaker free agent storyline is just fun, and this is what I have been saying for a while. This is how you do a brand split. Having Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville be in charge of both shows was never it. The The peak of the brand split, and it's weird because it was so quick in the thing, but the best part of the brand split, I guess, was when you had Stephanie McMahon and Eric Bischoff and they're fighting over talent and the people jumping sides and they're making trades and stuff like that. It made it feel a, a little, not obviously, not exactly, but it made it feel a little bit like the Monday Night Wars. Like, okay, who's going to jump over from Raw SmackDown? How are they going to play this out? It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And now they're doing it again where the GMs are battling over free agents with Andrade. Um, and, uh, and now with Braun Breaker, it just, it adds something to, to both shows and you're starting to get, like I said before, performers that feel like raw superstars and performers that feel like SmackDown superstars. And now having one GM in charge of, um, either show, I, I think really adds a lot to it. And it gives another really good storytelling element that you can use. And I think they're using it really well. It's making Braun Breaker feel very important. And it's just, it's. It's a really, really solid, uh, solid way of going about things. Um, and I, I really liked also kind of giving it a, a bit of a live feel. Drew McIntyre is getting yelled at by Adam Pierce, And then on the TV, Rhea Ripley comes out and Adam Pierce is like, what the, she's not, Ugh, and storms off. And it just, it gives it that live feel. It's like, oh, this wasn't supposed to happen. Now we all know it's a scripted environment and everything is supposed to happen, kind of. But this one, it just, it's it's one of those little things where it's like, oh, that's neat. I like how they handled that. That that was one of those situations for me with Rhea. And then she comes out and sets up a, a Nia Jax match. It's in Australia. I would love for that to be the main event. Um, I, I think there are going to be a lot of different things going on with the men's programs that will probably trump this. But I, I hope Rhea comes out and just demolishes Nia. The, the issue is, and it, it's something where we're going to do... It's going to be a bit delayed. I promised it last week. It's going to come out this week. Um, the revamped predictions for WrestleMania. It is tough to find legitimate challengers for Rhea Ripley right now. And Nia Jax does kind of feel like one. Um, I, I just, I don't, I don't see them beating her in Australia. That's just, I don't, I don't think that's going to be something that ends up happening. Um, Kyrie Sane and Asuka retain the women's tag team championships. Um, that, it is one where, again, it feels like there is a bit of focus going on on this tag team division right now, but um, Chance and Carter still feel like an NXT tag team. Even when they were the tag team champions, they felt like an NXT tag team. So we'll, we'll see if they feel any more legitimate, but Kyrie and Asuka is going to be a really, really fun tag team going forward. Also, it, it seems like we're, we're getting closer and closer to Awesome Truth being a real thing. And that's going to be, I think, a real fun storyline with the Judgment Day going to towards WrestleMania. Um, our truth is so entertaining. Miz getting a, a babyface run would be kind of neat. And a, a lot of things Judgment Day are fun. I will say, um, it's weird that you're going to go, you know what? Vince McMahon was the problem. Changing the culture. Um, getting rid of him. It, that that kind of gets rid of the problem. Now, anyway, out comes J.D. McDonough. And, like, I understand 
they're very complex situations. Obviously, they're, they're not exactly similar situations, but McDonough was named in the speaking out um, movement. And now here he is. And it's like, oh no, there's no culture problems at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Just, I, I still can't get behind him being on TV every week. I just, I can't. Uh, and then in the main event, it is Cody taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. This was fun. Uh, bull rope match. It's tough without like someone drenched in blood. And you kind of get the, the somewhat of the visual when Cody gets sprayed with the mist. And so it looks like he's bleeding. So you kind of get that visual. But this this was fun. They, they set it up well, I thought, on social media. Um, and then after, Cody cuts a promo and all of that. And also, he sends out a tweet being like, I hear you. I appreciate you. Trust me. And look, there are ways to go about it. Um, I wonder if he wins the title at Elimination Chamber. That that would kind of be my guess as to how things will go right now. Um, I don't think it'll be a triple threat match. I don't think we're going to get like WrestleMania 10 where there's two champion ma championship matches in one night or anything like that. Um, and I think it is too early to unify these championship belts again. Um, I, I just, I don't think we are at that point. Um, I think it's good that each brand has their own championship, talking about how the, the brand split's actually starting to work. So I, I don't think unifying the titles is the way to go to, to, to finish this story if Cody beats um, Roman one night and Seth the next, and now he's the undisputed champion. I just, I don't see it being a, a viable solution. My, my best guess right now is Cody beats Roman at Elimination Chamber. And that's him finishing the story. And then he gets his WrestleMania moment against who the fuck ever. But the frustrating thing about all of this is that there was a way to do this that people would be stoked on. We all, like, I think a lot of people have kind of resigned themselves to, if Cody's going to finish the story, it's going to be have to be a bit of a different way than he did last year. Um, with CM Punk coming out and with The Rock coming out. It's like, yeah. Might not be Cody this time around. Like, it, it's not like there was this movement for Cody to win the Royal Rumble. We were happy when he did. We were so excited when he did. It's like, okay, they're getting behind this and they're finishing the story. Let's go. But if The Rock had come out at 30 and won the Royal Rumble, I don't think there is a soul around that would be upset. Like, there would be some. But I don't think there would be a, a whole lot of people overly upset with, all right, it's Rock and Roman at WrestleMania and Cody... They're just going to have to figure out a different way to tell the story um, or to, to finish the story. If they did that, I don't think you're having any of this backlash right now. I genuinely don't. But now they have really put themselves in a real difficult situation. And I'm, I'm very curious to see how they get themselves out of it. I would be, I don't want to say I would be shocked, but I would be a little disappointed if we end with Rock Roman. And look, I love The Rock. And I, I'm excited that he is back around the world of professional wrestling and really excited to see where all of this goes from here. But this particular thing feels like a bit of a, a bit of a misstep. I'm going to give them because the creative has been really good for the last year and a half in WWE. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I'm worried. I'm just going to say that I'm worried about how this is all going to go. So there is your uh, raw recap as we continue on the road to WrestleMania. If you're looking for more uh, traditional stick and ball sports stuff, uh, podcast and video coming out very soon. I apologize. I don't know why the videos have started glitching again. I'm going to work on that at some point here, but uh, stick with us. Hopefully uh, it, it's not enough to affect your uh, viewing experience and uh, it's not enough to keep you from liking this video and subscribing to the channel. You can also um, subscribe to the podcast form. I think the audio is fine. 
um, subscribe to the podcast and uh, leave a review there. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I am at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email this show, CouchPotatoDiary at Yahoo.com. Talk to you guys in a bit. I'm out.